Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey there, Between the World and Me listeners. This is Beyondria July, and I produce the brand new HBO Max podcast called Trade Secrets. Trade Secrets gives you a front row seat to an intimate and unexpected conversation between two great storytellers. And since you listen to the Between the World and Me podcast, I am popping into your feed with a taste of our very first episode. It features an excellent interview with Camila Forbes, director and executive producer of the film adaptation of Between the World and Me. Camila is interviewed by Misha Green, the creator and showrunner of Lovecraft Country. They not only talk about writing and directing, but also get into their favorite hype songs and past rap group participation. Spoiler alert, Camila was once known as the MC Killacam. You're only getting the first few minutes of the conversation, though, so make sure to find Trade Secrets on your favorite podcast app to listen to the whole thing. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We have some amazing guests coming up that you don't want to miss. And without further ado, here are the brilliant multi-hyphenates, Camila Forbes and Misha Green. So before we started, you told me that you were in three rap groups. Hey, this is going to come back. Yep. I sure did. Three. I did. I did. Okay. I want to know what were the names of these rap groups? And then I will reserve my next question until I find that out. So... Okay. All right. So um, the first one um, was Daughters of the Scythe-her. Get it? Scythe-her, <laughs> right? Yes. We uh, we were like the female Wu-Tang Clan. There was 12 of us. Um, <laughs> 12! Uh, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, and you know, some played instruments, like you had a sax player, drummer, bass player. Um, yeah, it was deep. Um, the next group I was in was in, was called Shy Garden because <laughs> I'm from Shy town and my partner in the group, Meredith, was from New Jersey, the Garden State, okay. mm-hmm. Shy Garden. Um, and the next one, um, was when I went solo, um, and was Kill a Cam. This was pre-Cameron. Kill a Cam. Exactly. Um, and that's the one that stuck. <laughs> that's the name, not the group. Or the career. <laughs> <laughs> Only the name. <laughs> you said this thing, which is a, the reason you're a multi-hyphenate started from creating space for people. And I've recently become obsessed with this, like, in pleasure activism, there was an essay and someone said they readied the ground for the next person. And I was like, oh, my God, that's insane. So who readied the ground for you? Who created space for you? Or did that come from that no one was there to create space for you? Mm, God, wow, wow. Yes, yes, pleasure activism. Um, Shout out Adrian Marie Brown. (laughs) So you know what? Um, That's such a great question. And I think that, um, 
I think there've always been people creating space for me unbeknownst to them, um, whether it was intentional or not. Um, I, I would say that it probably, you know, w- when I think about people who inspired me um, along my journey, um, I think they were key family members who I uh, really encouraged because I think the arts in this field of arts and culture was not one that, you know, my family had any real clue um, around guidance. Right. You were you were going for medical, med, pre-med first? Yes. Me too. Pre-med. Me too. You were, see, mm-hmm. this is where, this is why I said, yes. Um, and so, you know, I, that was like the path. Um, but my part was other places. And, you know, there were, I had a, one uncle who, who gave me this article of this um, director who was on Broadway, who was also of Caribbean parentage. Um, and I, I felt like that, that became my first mentor right, is was that article, that obituary of this woman who was not here any longer. Um, but knowing that there was a path, there was someone who had taken that path and taken certain steps. Um, so I would say, you know, that was probably one of the first. And then there were other mentors along the way of meeting people in the field and, and arts and culture and television entertainment. One of my other mentors, Stan Lathan, I think I worked for him and I he very intentionally, and he does this for a lot of people, I think really readies the ground, right? Um, and knows that, you know, his job is, yes, obviously he is a director and a producer, but also his job is much larger than that to make space for other people. And how do you do both? Because I find that it's really hard to ready the ground and to be on the ground. It's kind of like being a coach and a player at the same time. So how do you juggle that. Yeah, I think it's at at some point it almost just becomes just a part of how you walk through the world, right? Is that there's always we're always going to be in a state of learning, we're always going to be in a state of doing. Um but I think that there's certain points where it's like how can we always also be in a state of teaching? Even if it's not even if it's not intentional, even right. if it's not like I'm setting a syllabus for this next person, but just being aware that well, someone could be watching um, or someone should be watching. How do I make sure that someone's in this room with me? Right. You know, well, yeah, because you. I'm going to create yeah. a syllabus for the next person. Now that you just said that, I was <laughs> like, I would have liked a syllabus. <laughs> I would have liked to know what the going into directing and all that stuff, what it is exactly the point by point things we're going to do daily. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it would be right. But you also make the road while walking. I mean, look at your journey. I, first of all, first of all, can we just say how much I stand you? Can I just get that out Thank the way you. real quick? So like, let's just start there. But I'm, you know, when I think about multi hyphenate, that's you. I, I, I mean, not, as a writer, producer, director, but also how you mix aesthetics. Yes. Oh, I mean, you're doing the same, though. That's the thing. I think we're both moving in that mixing of aesthetics and going, how do we bring this to this to this? And nothing, nothing can. You know, I think back to like Deaf Poetry Jam and Brave New Voices. And I was just like, oh, okay, Yeah, you can make this TV show of this thing that's on stage, but you can find the way to bridge those things. And to me, I get bored easily. So that's where that starts for me because I'm just like, I need a lot of stimuli or I'm going, what's happening? What are we waiting Mm. for? What are we doing? Interesting. Interesting. To hear the rest of the episode... 
Search for HBO Max's Trade Secrets on your favorite podcast app. Thanks for listening.